One of Sandy's less visible effects has been the mental and emotional toll it has taken on the people who lived through it. For the past year, WNYC's Jim O'Grady has been visiting an area of Staten Island's shore that suffered the highest death rate from the storm. As part of our Life After Sandy coverage, he talked to one couple there that's still grappling with the trauma of that night. Until last October, Santo and Gail Lisa had spent 30 dry years in their house in Ocean Breeze. No wave had ever come close to cresting the raised boulevard that lies between them and the beach. But then Sandy pushed a white-capped surge of water down their street. Santo says it flooded their basement in no time. If you've ever seen white water rafting, that's how fast it came in. Boom, boom. He ran outside and heard a voice from across the street. I'm standing on my back deck, and I'm hearing her, please help me. We're at the spot where Santo and Gail stood that night. The cry was coming from a house down the hill. He recognized it as the voice of Diane Norris a 65-year-old woman who lived with her 89-year-old mother, Ella Norris. Now it's dark, and she's saying, please help me, and I'm saying, where are you at? So she showed me a flashlight. Santa was less than 100 yards away, but separated by a rush of water 12 feet deep. I says, you know what? I'm going to get you help. If I can't get there, so I called 911 at least five times. And they kept on telling, we're going to get somebody there. We're going to get somebody. I says, listen, I'm a fireman. I know what's going on here. I says, I cannot get there. No matter what, you need a boat, you need a helicopter or something, this woman's going to die. They never got here. Santo, a retired firefighter with 30 years' experience, thought about roping himself to his deck and then launching across the water to the Norris's house. But it was like grasping for straws because I know what I'm capable of. And I'm not a bad swimmer, but I'm not a great swimmer. I would have to be surfing down there. You would have found me in the swamps the end of the night. It didn't matter. The rope was in his basement, and the basement was underwater. And now the water was pushing up through the floorboards. So Santo and Gail climbed up to their second-floor bedroom. They later found out that Diane and Eleonora spent the night clinging to each other as the water rose around them in their dark living room. Before dawn, Ella told Diane, I can't do this anymore, and died in her daughter's arms. Mother was 89, and I'm pretty sure that water was cold as ice. At 89 years old, I don't think you have the same resistance. The next day, a neighbor named Big Frank rescued Diane from her house. She has since moved to Goshen, New York, about an hour north of the city. It's almost a year, and I miss her like the same day it happened. I miss her like crazy. My heart is still broken. She's still recovering from the trauma, and so are Gail and Santo, who are burdened by survivor's guilt. It was horrible. It was the horriblest thing. All that we've gone through, I never had the feeling in the pit of my stomach that I couldn't help. And anger at the wreckage that the storm brought to their neighborhood. Weeks after Sandy hit, Gail would still find herself sitting outside her house crying. But when someone tried to comfort her... I would just lash out and, you know, I was like a wreck and I was more like ranting and carrying on, and, and I was mad at everything and everybody. I asked Gail, if the storm is an act of God, then who could she be mad at? She shakes her fist and says, that's who she's mad at, God. <laughs> I'm mad at him. <laughs> she can laugh now, but it's taken time. Right after Sandy, the couple moved in with her sister while their house was repaired. That's when Gail sought counseling. I do group, I do one-on-one, I'm on medication. I'm doing much better. I don't cry every day 
anymore, and I'm laughing a little bit more, so I'm grateful for that. She's not alone. A Gallup survey showed that clinical diagnoses of depression increased by 25% in people living in zip codes most affected by Sandy. Christian Burgess is with the Mental Health Association of New York City. That 25% increase, according to the study, represents about 540,000 adults, and it doesn't even take into account kids or milder mental health effects. The study came out in January, but Burgess says it's safe to assume that many people in our area are still suffering psychologically. We've gotten callers and texters who actually say, I'm only realizing now the effects that Sandy has had on me. New York State estimates that its crisis counseling program has been contacted a million times by people affected by Sandy. And media coverage of the storm's first anniversary is likely to stir up emotions in survivors. It exposes them to memories, sights, sounds that might take them back to the disaster. And if they've had struggles in the past year, that can trigger flashbacks, nightmares. In Ocean Breeze, about half the houses on Galen Santos' block have been demolished and their inhabitants have moved away. But those who remain want to remember their loss. Two weeks ago, Galen Santo joined other neighbors for a memorial service at the end of Buell Avenue. A small stone marker was placed in the ground, flanked by flowers and American flags. Engraved on the marker were two names, James Rossi, a neighbor from around the corner who drowned in the storm, and Ella Norris. Diane Norris was also there. It was an honor to be honored that way for my mother with the stone and the guards with their rifles and all the people and the politicians. It, it was a beautiful, beautiful memory. For WNYC, I'm Jim O'Grady.